Welcome to The Bad Broadcast. I'm your host, Maddie Murphy. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to a brand new episode of The Bad Broadcast. This is our final episode of 2020. And that's great news. I mean, nothing's going to change at midnight on the 31st. But I think we are all feeling very hopeful for the majority of 2021. And that it will probably be better than the majority of 2020. So I feel like I should reintroduce myself a little bit. I know a lot of you just got here, which is fine. You're late to the party. We saved you some cake. It's all good. So my name is Maddie Murphy. I'm a Salt Lake City, Utah-based content creator, uh, podcaster, obviously, complainer, napper, amateur baker, comedian of, of sorts. That's that's a title I'm, I'm trying to be cool with calling myself. Uh, carb aficionado and, of course, president of the Dum Dum Club. So next week will be one year since I started the Bad Broadcast, which has pretty much just become a place for whatever comes into my brain. So it started off as videos of me ranting Sometimes it's parody videos, and eventually it turned into this podcast. So we cover a lot of different things here, like pop culture, influencers, bad date stories. But mostly, it's a collective place for all of us to just take off our bra and relax a little bit, okay? I have found that my 2020 has been made better because of you guys. So I hope that for at least a small amount of time... This was a happy little corner of life for you. So we giggle, we complain, we rant about annoying things that people do, annoying things that we all do, really. And whoever you are, you belong here. Even if I do roast your taste in reality television, I'm still very glad that you're here. So welcome or welcome back if you if you've been here for a while. So I hope you all had a lovely holiday. I think I've seen enough. Uh. Christmas may look different this year posts on Instagram to last me till the next pandemic. But I do hope that you at least did something this week that made you happy. Um, I have a ton of like very wonderful memories of Christmas. My mom was always so insanely detail oriented in every little activity. Um, I will not be sharing that information with my children out of fear that they will expect the same thing from me. But I had a long conversation with my mom about how now that my family is growing and everybody has babies and two, three, four kids. And I come, well, I come from a family of eight and most of my siblings have multiple children. So it's pure chaos. And our future traditions will probably look a lot different than they did when we were kids. And I think that that's good. I love, love, love holidays. I love traditions. I love celebrating things. It's my favorite thing in the world. So I'm always a little resistant when traditions start to change or things start to change in general because I'm re- I get really attached to events and gatherings and all of that. So my mom and I were talking about this and I think I'm I'm learning now that it's actually really good to to change things and it's good to like look at the things that you do and say, do we do this because it's the most fun option 
or it will bring us the most joy? Or do we do this because it's the most traditional and it's what the majority of people are doing around us? And I learned that with my wedding. That was like the first time that I had tried to do things in a quote unquote traditional way. And I I did not enjoy it. And I wish I had done what I really wanted to do, which was probably more untraditional. And I'm not saying that traditional things are always bad because a ton of people do like a traditional wedding, for example, a ton of people do it. It's exactly what they want and they love it. But I just didn't really take a second to say, is this exactly how I want my wedding to be? So now I kind of try to reassess things and decide if I want to do things differently. And so Christmas night, Matt and I went to Walgreens, which was the only store open. And we got a bunch of ramen and cookies and chips. And we went home and marathoned all of the office Christmas episodes. We love the office. I know most of you do too. And a few years ago, I maybe wouldn't have done that because I would have felt like I wasn't meeting some sort of expectation for things. And I'm getting better. I'm getting better at deciding to do things because they make me happy. And I hope that you are too. So the whole point of that is that if you did not have a traditional holiday, or if your big Christmas event was that you did a face mask and you did not put up a tree and instead you watched Gilmore Girls, that sounds like a great, great holiday. I think it's good and important to kind of decide your own your own traditions, your own rituals, your own whatever it may be and just like milk the joy out of experiences because I think a lot of times we get stuck in like well we got to do this and if we want to do this then we have to do this and it's just it it weighs you down. If 2020 taught us anything, it's that I feel like I should embroider this on a Hobby Lobby pillow. But if 2020 taught us anything, it's that there's joy in the little things. Am I right? But really, like the most joy I felt this year was when I found yeast at the grocery store. Remember at the beginning of quarantine, like nobody could find yeast or flour. And when I finally found yeast, I was like, I will be grateful for yeast for the rest of my life. I mean, it's it's faded. That that uh, gratitude has faded a little bit, but I'm I'm trying to keep it up. So we are almost through 2020. We are through the holidays. And I have to start off our final episode of the year with my favorite thing of the year, which is the Dum Dum Club. So the Dum Dum Club is a place where we confess our dumb dumbness, dumbness, stupidity brain problems, you know what I mean. You can submit these to me anytime. You can email them. You can DM them. You can let me know anytime when you have officially become a member of the Dum Dum Club. So let's go. Let's get into these. So first off, she says, I just learned the Santa baby lyrics. So she thought it was, well, it says, fill my stocking with a duplex and checks, checks like money but she thought it was checks, like checks mix. So this lady wrote a sexy, sexy song to Santa asking for lots of expensive things and checks mix, which makes sense. That sounds like my exact brand, except instead of checks mix, I would probably want Gardettos because those are an elite gas station food. And if you disagree with me, you're wrong. Next, she says, I just learned that lifesavers are called that because they're in the same shape as an inner tube that would be used to save a life. (laughs) 
Yes. She thought that it was because if you choke on them, you can still breathe through them. Or maybe she thought, I can't remember if she thought that, or if you're choking, you should, you should suck on one because you can breathe through the hole. That was it. That was it. She thought that you could breathe through the hole if you were choking, which I mean, that definitely sounds like something I thought at one point. Like it would save your life. It's a misleading name. It's a misleading name. I'm with you. Somebody, whoa, somebody learned this week that bucket lists are called that because it's a list you do before you die or kick the bucket. I mean, bucket list is definitely like a more gentle way to say that than like death list or something. Okay, next. So, Every round of these, every like group of submissions that I get, there's always one that really sticks with me that I cannot get out of my head. And that is this one. So we all know the classic Blink-182 song, I Miss You. Yes, of course we do. So there's a line in the song that says, don't waste your time on me. You're already the voice inside my head. That's what the lyrics say. She thought, it said, don't waste your time on me. You already, the boy said, sign my ass. (laughs) Which honestly, if you listen to it again, it kind of, it it kind of makes sense. I'm not going to falter. So let's, let's just sing it with me now. Don't waste your time on me, you already, the boy said side my yes. I mean, is it that far off? Also, you don't need to compliment me on my early 2000s pop punk boy band voice. I already know it's my best quality. So don't worry, I, I'm, I already know. Next misheard lyric. We got a lot of misheard lyrics. I could probably do an episode on just misheard lyrics, but... I like including them in the Dum Dum Club. So she learned this last holiday that in the song that says, I don't remember what song it is. I didn't write it down. But it says, you will get a sentimental feeling when you hear, oh, it's uh, rocking around the Christmas tree. That's what the what song it is. So it says, you will get a sentimental feeling when you hear. And she thought it said, you will get a Santa little feeling, which is just, it feels creepy. I don't know. It feels Weird. It feels like Santa is doing a little feeling and I don't like I don't like that thought. There's way too many sexual Christmas songs. Santa baby, I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus. Like there's too many. It's weird. We've made Santa into something very weird. Uh okay. Somebody's sister <laughs> thought it was I I got to pee like a resource, not I got to pee like a racehorse, which I mean, do either of those make sense, honestly? But she she defended it by saying, yeah, I have it like as a resource, like it's abundant, <laughs> which I love an argument for a Dum Dum Club submission. You guys know I love that so much. So next one, she says, I was at a law school alumni dinner with my husband and father-in-law. My father-in-law went to this law school and donates a ton of money to the school, so it was pretty fancy schmancy. And the special guest of the night was Justice Clarence Thomas of the Supreme Court, and they interviewed him as part of the evening's events. They kept referring to, referring to him as Justice Thomas. So my dumbass leans over to my husband and says, good thing his parents named him Justice, and then he became a lawyer. 
<laughs> he couldn't even look me in the eye as he quietly explained it was his title, not his first name. The worst part is thinking that other people might have heard me say that. <laughs> that's like uh, that's like that line from The Office when he says his dentist's name is Crentist, and that's why he became a dentist. Okay, next. She says that this Christmas, her family was kind enough to remind her of her dum-dum moment that she used to think that, okay, I'm going to be totally honest. I say this word different every single time. I would normally say it Hyundai, like the car, but I've heard Hyundai. I don't really know. But she says she used to think that Hyundai car owners were just snobby Honda car owners who said it fancy because they thought they were better than everyone else. I had a boyfriend who insisted, insisted on saying Porsche. Like he was being like, I don't even know if that's right. To be honest, I do not care one bit what the car is or what it's really called. Maybe it is really Porsche. I don't care. Anybody who goes out of their way to pronounce something like it's like when people go to a bakery and they say croissant and you're like, okay, we get it. Like you're, you're cooler than everybody. But what are you like? Are you hoping that somebody leans over to you and is like, wow, you must be so rich. Like you must be so cool. If you say croissant instead of croissant, oh my gosh, you, (laughs) what are we, how are we even worthy to be speaking to you? I mean, you just, you're so much better than everybody. Okay. Next two people. This actually happened to two people this week. A couple of you got Bing Crosby and Bill Cosby mixed up. So I thought I would do a little bit of a lesson on who these people are. So Bing Crosby was born in like 1903 or something. And he died like, I want to say he died like in the late 70s. I looked him up. I should have written it down. I did write down, however, that in 1948, Bing Crosby, who's a singer, I think he's like a crooner, I think would be the, the proper term. He was declared the most admired man alive. People very much like Bing Crosby. Great guy. Bill Cosby is a living, breathing scrotum who would drug and sexually assault women and then went to prison in 2018. So they have slightly different interests. Bill Cosby, obviously, most people know him. I mean, like I knew him from The Cosby Show. I can't think of anything else that I have seen him in or ever want to see him in. But yeah, they are just slightly different. Okay, here's another fact that really, really wrecked me for about... 10 minutes. I would say it was longer, but it it wasn't. But it was still shocking. Did you guys know that the space station was built in space? It wasn't just launched like a rocket? That's what I always thought. I thought they just shot it up there all in one piece. They don't. They have to do it in pieces and build it in space. Anything about space, count me out. I can't. It's too, it is, it's too big. It's too big. Another space one, somebody said they just learned that the moon does not glow. It's a reflection off the sun. Is the moon even real? I don't know. Any space conspiracy theory? Like, I hate when people are like, no, that's absolutely not true. Like, you don't know. You don't know everything about space. Pretty much we're just guessing. It's just the best guess we can give it. Like, is is the moon real? Is the moon real? You don't know. If you can look me in the eye and tell me that you have been to the moon and you've looked through the moon, and you know what's inside the moon. But we, I mean, I don't want to spark any conspiracy theories. I think 2020 has plenty. But is the moon real? Probably not. Don't at me. 
Do people still say that? Don't at me. Don't DM me. Okay. Somebody said, I made a whole speech to my family about criminals going to Montego Bay instead of Guantanamo Bay. (laughs) Montego Bay is the casino in Wendover. That is my personal happy place. My mom will not like that I'm saying that on the podcast, but I do. I love a good Wendover trip. I'm sorry. Uh, Have you guys seen that tweet? That's like, I'll have to look. I don't know who said it, but I just want to make sure you guys know this is not my original thought, but it said uh, waterboarding in Guantanamo Bay sounds really fun if you have no context. Is that a little dark? Probably. Oh, I learned this recently. Uh, The vegetable is spelled Brussels sprouts. It's not Brussels sprouts. That's a, that is such an unnecessary S. I feel like they could get rid of that. We would look the other way. None of us would judge them. But like it's time to take that extra S out. All right. Next, her aunt taught her growing up that the bumps on the side of the road were Braille for blind people who were driving. <laughs> Again, a little dark, a little dark. Okay, well, but while we're on this topic, oh, I put these two next to each other because they both had to do with blind people. Did anybody else not know that Andrea Bocelli is blind? I had no clue. I had absolutely no clue that he was blind. Not not a single clue. She said that she learned that and she, he wasn't just really feeling the music. <laughs> Oh, the next one. She thought that quiche was pronounced queech, which is perhaps the grossest word I have ever had the displeasure of saying queech. Not here for that. I had once had a water bottle. I got it at the beginning of quarantine, which feels like roughly six and a half years ago. But it said the brand was Q-U-I-F-I-T. Like that's queefit. Like, that's the word. The word is queefit. Like, maybe maybe if you're, maybe you would say quiefit, but you don't. You would say queefit. I had to throw it away. I just, I couldn't look it in the eye. I couldn't. Uh, okay, I learned that a life sentence is only 15 years. That's a common one. I don't think I've ever said that on the podcast, but that one has been submitted a lot. A life sentence does not mean their whole life. And honestly, I don't know why. I don't know why they did that. Maybe, maybe, maybe. This is total maybe. This has no backup. This is a this is an opinion. I feel like sometimes things are phrased to make us think that they are something that will comfort us more. Like if we think, oh, they got life in prison, then we are comforted like, oh, they're they're going to be in prison for their whole life. But really, they're only going to be in prison for 15 years. Like I feel like that's I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. Next, she thought that homely and domestic were the same thing. So when somebody was doing something very domestic, she would say, you're so homely. Little did she know she was just calling them ugly. Not nice. Not a nice thing to say, but I get it. Like homey, homely. Homely is a weird word to uh, say for ugly. Okay. Somebody learned that it was that her name is not Ellen the Generous, because she gives so many things away for free. (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. Okay, next. Her sister said to her one day, why would anyone go to gunpoint 
So many robberies happened there. So whenever she heard they got robbed at gunpoint, she thought it was a location. Weird that you probably heard that a lot and just assumed they were all going to one location. Gunpoint, Indiana. Somebody learned that his name is not Walking Phoenix. Like a phoenix that is walking down the street. Uh, Oh, that's the moon one. The moon doesn't glow. It's reflecting off the sun. Not even sure if that's right. We don't know anything about space. Somebody thought that clairvoyant was a famous medium until they were in college. (laughs) Claire being her first name, voyant being her second name. I feel like that is a good stage name for somebody. Is that already somebody's stage name? Clairvoyant. Is that my new DJ name? I'm going to take that. Okay. She says, my little sister thought we lived inside the earth for far too long. Again, it's about space. Do we live inside earth? Probably. I'm just going to accept it all. Next, I thought that artichokes were sea creatures because I only ever saw their hearts marinated in jars. That is a pretty, that's pretty gross. I don't know why we don't call them like core or something because marinated hearts, I don't, I don't love. She says, I thought one of the Ten Commandments was to not read in dim light until I was 12. Gonna be honest, you could have told me that and I probably would have been like, yeah, that's that's on there. I don't know what the, I don't know what the Ten Commandments are. Do you guys know what the Ten Commandments are? Probably. I'm sure some of you do. I think it's like, let me name uh, the the Ten Commandments that I can remember. Love thy neighbor. Uh, don't kill, don't steal. Uh, don't lie. Don't covet. Covet. Is covet one? Don't covet. Oh, wait. I think I'm thinking of the seven deadly sins. Whatever. I'll, I'll look it up later. So somebody learned this week that you don't have to refrigerate eggs if they are fresh. This is true. So I'm pretty sure there is a protective casing like on fresh eggs. And in America, we rinse it off. I don't know why. We just felt like we needed to to do something to it. So we washed it off. And that's why we have to refrigerate our eggs because most places don't rinse their eggs off. And so that protective layer stays on and then you just leave them like in a basket on the counter, which I just wish I could do for the aesthetic. Like I want my kitchen to have a fresh basket of eggs and like three fresh baguettes at all times. If somebody could do that for me and like a tea set, like a tea set. I just want to live like a 1500s peasant. <laughs> no, I don't. That's the thing is that we always say like, oh my gosh, when when do you, what decade do you wish you were born in? Like we, I was born in the wrong dec- decade. I was not. I was born in the exact right decade because I hate inconvenience. I also hate like dying of eradicated diseases. Like that's not really my thing. I also really like indoor plumbing, love running water way, way, way into that. I am really into being born in the in the year I was born in. Next, somebody learned, well, somebody thought that scream was the past tense of screamed. I heard <laughs> the past tense of scream. Like I scream so loud. <laughs> I, that's something I would say, because you know what else is another weird past tense that I feel like a lot of people say? First of all, we say boughten. I haven't boughten that before or something like that, like in that phrasing. I would say that. And uh, squozen. Do you guys say squozen? I, the, the bottle had been squozen? Definitely not a word. It's definitely squeezed. Freshly squozen orange juice. I'm going to open a juice bar and call it squozened. Okay. Thank you so much for always 
being stupid and better yet, always having a sense of humor about it. That is the best part of the Dum Dum Club. And everybody has a submission, literally every single person. If anybody listening to this has never heard one that they didn't know, like if every single Dum Dum Club check-in that you've listened to, you're like, yeah, I knew that. I knew that. I knew that. There's something deep in there that you're not admitting that you didn't know. And you're going to find it one day and we're going to giggle about it. So I have, oh, I have one more story. Okay. This one I did not write down because it was told to me in person, but I have to share this story. It's, it's kind of between a dum dum club and a 2020 confession. So let me, let me tell you this story I heard. So she had to get some work done on her car and her dad let her borrow his car for the day because hers was going to be in the shop. So she was driving her dad's car and she went to the grocery store. And when she came out, she saw her dad's car. It was like a white sedan or something. And she got in the car and looked looked behind her and there was a kid in the back seat. And she was like, oh my gosh, I'm in the wrong car. First of all, in her defense, weird that somebody left their kid in the car. I mean, that's that's questionable. I'm not saying, I'm not trying to mommy shame, but it seems like don't leave your kid in a car alone is like top of the list. No, no. So this kid, she said he was like probably five. He was like, who are you? And she was like, oh my gosh, I'm in the wrong car. So she hops out of the car. She gets to her car. It's all fine. She's like, cringing at herself, dying. She just got in this car. Some kid probably thought he was about to get kidnapped and she gets home. Then she realizes that she doesn't have her wallet. And when she had got gotten, got is now I think my past tenses are all mi- mixed up. When she had entered the car, she threw her wallet immediately on the seat next to her and then got out really quick when she realized that she was not in the right car. So she turns around, she speeds back to the grocery store. And just as they, I, I might be mixing up details of this, but they call her and they say, we have your license And we also have some questions. So now it looks like she tried to break into a car, but accidentally left her wallet there. And now she's getting caught. She either was trying to break into a car or kidnap a child. And really, she just got into the wrong car. And she was telling me this. And I could not believe it. I don't even know what I would do. Because the thing is, is that the actual answer, the truth, sounds like the biggest, fattest made up lie. Like, yeah, I just uh, accidentally got in and left my wallet and the kids saw me. So I ran out. Like it's, it's all, it's all worst case scenario. So that's kind of a confession, which is our topic for the day. This is by far the juiciest topic I have ever done. I asked you guys what your 2020 confessions are. We're getting them off our chest. We're starting the new year with a clear conscience. And the majority, well, not the majority, but a lot of the submissions were, I didn't really hate 2020 that much. Like that was their confession that they didn't really hate it. They liked staying home. They liked having an excuse not to go out. So that's totally fine. That's totally unproblematic that you enjoyed 2020 as long as you see that 2020 was also incredibly hard for a lot of people, if not most people. So that's fine if it was totally fine for you. But I hope you did not use that as an excuse to ignore that there were very, very, very real problems. So let's just get that one out of the way. If you enjoyed 2020 or you liked staying home, that is that you are now absolved from that uh, confession. 
Also, a lot of you just do no work when working from home. That was a very commonly submitted one. Just have not worked in nine months, <laughs> which you know that I fully, fully support. So this is a no judgment uh safe space, if you will. I'm going to like put a, a light trigger warning. Some of them are kind of dark, but I don't, I don't think any of them are graphic enough to have like a real trigger warning, but some of them are just not pleasant. Okay. And I just picked some of the most interesting or my favorites. And I think that we need to dive on in. So... So something that most of you probably know about me by now is that I am an esthetician. So I went to aesthetic school a few years ago and I got my license as a master esthetician. So that was always my plan was to work in the aesthetics industry. Even though I'm not, I'm always trying to stay on top of my skincare. I'm trying to use good products that actually work. And I'm also trying to make sure that I'm getting the treatments that I need. You guys know that I deal with hormonal acne. I've got scarring. Now we're wearing masks. We've got maskne. It's a whole thing. So I've got some great news. I am partnering with Spa Truve. Spa Truve is a full service Utah spa with four different locations. They offer skincare, Botox, injections, cool sculpting, laser hair removal, CO2 resurfacing, even vaginal rejuvenation. They literally have you covered from the inside out. So my listeners can use my code, which is Maddie10 for 10% off of your next purchase at Spa Truve. And if you're out of state, you can even shop their online store for medical grade skincare. Their website is shopspatruve.com. That's shop, S-P-A-T-R-O-U-V-E.com and use the code Maddie10, M-A-D-I-1-0 for 10% off of your purchase. She says, I taught a girl I was babysitting every single swear word I could think of. <laughs> I always want to teach little kids swear words, but I know I would get told on and then I would feel bad. So next one, she says, I stole lingerie from H&M and I do so a lot. If you're going to try on lingerie, I feel like it's the more ethical decision to just steal it because putting on panties. Sorry, I know a lot of you are like the word panties. It actually doesn't bother me that bad. Neither does the word moist. I feel like everybody just got it in their heads that that was like a really unpleasant word and it's actually not bad at all. So anyways, if you're going to try on panties and then hang them back up for somebody else to try on, no, just steal them. That's way nicer. You should just steal them. Okay, next. She says, my best friend tells me about her fights with her husband and I can't tell her that I think she is immature and unreasonable and I actually side with him. This one is so hard, you know, when you're listening to the side of, or somebody's side of a fight and you're just like, mm, but you are wrong. Hopefully, hopefully people tell you, I would want to be told if I was in the wrong, I usually want to know. I'm better at this now than I used to be. I used to really not want to know if my side was not correct, but now I feel like I'm a little bit more open to it. And I hope that we do that for our friends too. I feel like Oh, but I don't know if I could. Like in theory, I want to say that I would do that for my best friend, but I don't know if I would. Next confession. I still pee in the pool. I don't I don't approve, but I mean this was confession time and if that's if that's what you you want to do, that's fine. I don't pee in pools. I have peed in pools. I've probably peed in a lot. Okay, I was judgy at first, but now I'm thinking that I maybe have peed in pools recently and I think Maybe it's fine because there's the chemicals 
There's a lot. But remember the people who are like, your pee will turn purple if you pee in the pool. That was a lot of pees in that sentence. But uh, that never happened to me. And when I was a kid, I peed in pools all the time and nothing ever turned any weird color. Next confession. She says, my baby is really, really, truly ugly. I have good news for this, this submission. Most babies are. Most babies are. And please don't send me a picture. Every time I say something like this, I always get a bunch of messages that are like, listen, I know you said all babies are ugly, but check out how cute my baby is. And then it gets weird. And then I have to say, oh my gosh, your baby is the only exception. Look how cute they are. And I'm going to be lying because I think all babies kind of look like mushy, alien, mashed potato figures. And I just, they get, always get cute. I love like a, a, like just newborns. Newborns are always a little bit squished, which makes sense. They stay squished for a few weeks, few months, some a few years, but they always end up cute. So don't worry. If you think your baby is ugly, that's fine. I always tell my friends, like, make sure you tell me if my baby is ugly. But to be honest, don't. Like every baby is ugly. They'll get cuter. It's fine. We can just accept it. Except I think I missed a letter in that word. Okay, next confession. She says, if I had really known my in-laws, I would have second guessed marrying my husband. In-laws, in-laws are hard. In-laws are hard. Not a hot take. I think everybody has their own set of struggles with in-laws. And I always say that I think the most important thing with in-laws, or not most important, probably the toughest thing but that can be really helpful is when you're on the same page about each other's families, which literally never happens because they obviously have a connection to their family that you don't have. You feel a connection to your family, but it's hard. But the hardest is like when, I, I mean, I know a lot of uh, my married friends have in-laws that they don't get along with, but their husband loves spending time with his family. Like that's that's hard. That's hard. That's hard. I don't have any advice except that it's tough. And I feel you. I feel you. So I mean, definitely, definitely try and get to know the family that you'll be marrying into, or at least the dynamics of the family you're marrying into, because that is a that is a very important thing to know before you get married. So next, she says, my husband thinks I got a second job to bring in money, dot, 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 dot. I have an OnlyFans. Yes, yes. Get that bread. You know I am pro OnlyFans here. If you feel comfortable and safe and empowered, get that bread from OnlyFans. Yes. Next confession. I spent my entire stimulus check on Taco Bell. Well, that is one that I definitely, definitely support. I mean, I don't know about Taco Bell. That's not where I would put my money. But on fast food, for sure, for sure I would. Not only I would, I will if I, if if we ever get a second stimulus check, which would just really tickle me if we could get some more cash money. Next confession, she says, I definitely have a favorite kid. Okay, hear me out. I feel like everybody kind of has a favorite kid. I know everybody loves all their kids equally. But do you like all your kids equally? Because I don't know if that's even possible. I mean, would you do the same things for all of them? Yes. Do you give them all the same treatment? Yes. Do you? Yeah, you do all of that. But I feel like it definitely ebbs and flows with people is what I've heard. I wouldn't know because I only have a cat. 
uh, and he is sometimes my least favorite cat. But I feel like when people have multiple kids, it usually ebbs and flows. Like sometimes their four-year-old is their favorite because he's being really helpful. Sometimes your newborn is your favorite because at least they don't talk to you and bug you all day. You know, I just, the feedback I've gotten from moms is that it changes. So I totally, I'm fine with that. You have my, you have my blessing to have a favorite kid. As long as you like are nice to all your kids. That's, that's mainly, mainly the the point. Next, she says, I don't let my kids play with Disney adults, kids. Maybe smart, maybe smart. I love Disney. Do not get me wrong. I love Disney. I love a good Disney trip. I grew up going to Disney World. I still would go with just Matt and we would have a great time. However, getting deep into like Disney culture and like waiting in line to see the characters and having an autograph book and like maybe dressing up when you go to the parks like that's that's a little bit far for me. Like Disney tattoos. Ooh, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. But keeping your kids from their kids. I don't know. It's just a protective measure. It's a protective measure. So like, I, I get it. I, I do. I get it. I, I, I'm sorry, but I do. Also, this is, this is a judgment-free zone and I am not judging you for making that decision. Okay, next. She says, I'm a jeweler and my ex asked for a discount on his engagement ring and I marked it up instead. Okay, when I read this, first of all, so she's a she makes wedding rings and her ex-boyfriend came to her to make his new fiance's or his future fiance's wedding ring. Why would you do that? There are so many other options. I mean, that's great. I hope he paid you as much as you asked for and good for you for marking it up. But if you like if your ex made wedding rings and you're going to propose, would you be like, hmm, I think I'm going to go to her for my wedding ring. Like go to Zales. Don't be weird. Next confession. She says, I waited until after Christmas to break up with my boyfriend because I wanted my presents. As you should. As you should have. That's great. I am 100% sure I did that too. Or like we broke up before Christmas, but I like kept talking to him and I was like, shoot, are we going to have to give each other gifts? Mm, I don't know. I guess so. Um, <laughs> speaking of exes, she says, I started seeing my ex a few months ago and I'm still lying to my family and friends about it. I don't see a great ending here. I don't. I mean, I support it. I'm here for you. Like, I love you for doing, you know, living your best life. But I don't see an ending of this story that's great unless you just tell them. But again, up to you. And I love you no matter what. Next. Oh, no. I voted for Kanye and I had five good reasons to do it. I didn't ask what the five reasons were. If you're listening, I would like to know the five reasons. I mean, I can't think of one. But if, if you have five good reasons, then I guess I guess send them my way. Uh, I, I did not vote for Kanye. I don't think any of you thought I did vote for Kanye, but I didn't. Next, she says, my sister and I both pray that our stepdad's heart condition will kill him. I'm going to just defer to your judgment here because I don't know the situation. I don't know the family dynamic. And I'm just going to trust you that, that that is what you need. And this is a place that you can confess that. Going into 2021, nothing on our conscience. Going to be sleeping really well. Okay, next. She says, I accidentally killed my neighbor's dog because I forgot to feed it. Mm. Mm. Hmm. not good. This is not good. It's a weird thing to forget. And I kind of don't like it. 
I don't like that this happened, but it's deep, dark confession week. So I guess that fits right in with what we're talking about. She says, sometimes I play dumb at things, so my husband will do them. This is the best. <laughs> this is the best uh, tactic ever. You know what else I do is that I like compliment him. I will compliment Matt like over and over again about something that I really don't want to do. Like, I love how you do the dishes. Like, you are so good at doing the dishes. Never underestimate the power of an ego. I'm the same way. If I feel like I'm really good at something, I will do it over and over again. And I'm pretty sure that Matt has figured out that I do it because he's always complimenting the way I fold. And I, like, doing the laundry, I think I've said this before, that's my only chore that only I do. Usually other things we will split. And I think did I get did I get a t did I get conned into doing the laundry by using my own trick? I'm feeling like that just happened. Okay, next. She says, I found my husband asleep in a black lacy thong at 3 a.m. in our basement. That is quite the discovery. That is that is something deep and that is dark and that is a confession if I've ever heard one. I'm not sure how to proceed. I mean, a conversation, it seems like a conversation's coming. I mean, I may be wrong, but it seems like that might be something to maybe go over with him because um, that seems right. <laughs> how about my advice on all of these that are just very unhelpful. Okay, the next confession, she says, I'm pregnant and nobody knows. I wanted to say this because I'm really hoping that somebody listening out there, somebody's husband is listening and your wife submitted this to me that she is pregnant and I'm the only one who knows. And I love that. I love knowing secrets. I hate telling secrets because I... I have like a pride thing and I like knowing the thing that somebody else doesn't know. You know what I mean? So if you tell me a secret, I would not, I mean, obviously I'm going through people's secrets right now, but I'm not telling who said them, obviously. But yeah, I'm a really good secret keeper because uh, probably not for the right reasons because I like to know things that other people don't know, but I still am a good secret keeper. So that's why all of our DMs, every, it's all anonymous. Unless I ask if I can share your name. Usually I ask. Not usually. I always ask if I can share your name. Okay, next. She says, I spent over $3,000 at Chick-fil-A this year. And hear me out. I did the math and this is not that, that weird, right? It's like less than, it's like eating there every day. Okay, let's do the math. Let's have Siri do the math for us because I don't trust my own brain doing math. What is 365 divided by 3,000. That was the wrong thing. I meant to say, what is 3,000 divided by 365? What is 3,000 divided by 365? Okay, it's a little over $8 a day. I don't think that's that weird. I mean, it's a lot of money when you look at it all at once. But if somebody said, I ate at Chick-fil-A every day this year, I'd be like, yeah. I mean, you couldn't have eaten there every day because Sundays you can't eat there. But like, I know people who go to Chick-fil-A every day. Their name is me. Next, the last one on our list is she says, I really hate being a mom. And this, let's, let's normalize hating things that are hard while simultaneously like being 
like liking it, you know, like being a mom. Again, I don't want to speak out of turn because I don't have kids and I don't know what it's like to be a mom. But I feel like it's an it's it's always both. It's always hard and it's always good. And you always hate it and you always love it. I'm not saying that's exactly what's going on here. And I'm glad that you felt like you could get that off your chest because I think that you should be able to. I think that there's not really a place for moms to say, hey, this super sucks and I hate it and I hate it today and this is hard. And I wish there was. I hope that this feels like that. I mean, I don't have any kids, so I'm probably not like the best advocate for moms. But like if you want to whine about it, for sure for sure come over here and hang out and complain. So those are our confessions for 2020. I hope we all go into 2021 feeling a little bit lighter and feeling like there are better things ahead. I don't, I like thought about doing a New Year's resolution episode, but like who needs it? Who needs another New Year's resolution thing being shoved down your throat? I don't want it. I don't want it. Okay. I don't want a New Year's resolution speech. If you don't have any resolutions, I don't really have any resolutions. You want to know why? Because I have never once followed through. It's probably always something stupid like losing weight and then I don't do it and then I feel obligated to say it the next year that I want to lose weight. I don't want to lose weight. I actually only have one goal. I shouldn't say I don't have any New Year's resolutions because I do have one. My goal for 2021 is I really, really, really want to do a live show. If that's a live recording, if that's, uh, I don't know. I don't know what it'll be, but I, that is my only goal for 2021. And I really hope that we can make that happen and that we can all gather in groups safely again one day, which we will, we will. It's on, it's on the horizon. I have had a really, really weird 2020, just like everybody else has. We've had really great moments, really, really hard moments. We have, yeah, kind of kind of been around around the block. But of course, the number one thing of my 2020 has been this account, this podcast. And that's because of you guys, because of meeting you guys. And I think that I have kind of blocked myself off from getting emotionally attached to the bad broadcast, to be totally honest. Like I have I've kind of put up a wall because A, I'm afraid I will get overwhelmed, or B, I will feel too much pressure and I'll want to quit or something, you know, so I've kind of tried to block it off and not let it settle in like what I'm doing and how this is going and all of that. So I hope in this next year, like I really, I mean, I'm just, you guys, you're just my friends. So I'm being a little vulnerable with you, but I do really want to like put my heart and soul into this because I have, but I've also held back a little bit because I'm, because of the, you know, the, the imposter syndrome, you know, I don't feel like I'm qualified. I don't feel like I should be doing this. I don't feel like I deserve it. There's a, there's a myriad of different things that I feel about it. And I just want to really open up more. I want to open up more to you guys, to to everything. I'm I'm trying to be more open is what I'm saying. I'm trying to be a little bit more vulnerable. Brene Brown would be very proud of me. And I just want to say thanks. You guys always you guys always let me grow and change and do things the way I want to do them. And I could not appreciate that more because I really never, ever, ever thought that I would be able to do exactly what I wanted to do and make a job out of it. And that's what you guys, that, that is not, that's like 0%. I'm not just trying to be whatever. It's 0% because of me and 100% because of you guys, because if you weren't here, I wouldn't be able to do it. So thank you for a magically weird 
2020. And here's to an amazing 2021. Whatever that means, whatever that, whatever it looks, you know, it might look a little bit different. <laughs> Do you guys know the posts I'm talking about? Of like holidays look a little different this year. Make it's always the beginning of an ad. Make sure that you are staying home with HelloFresh. My HelloFresh does not sponsor me, but like if you're listening and you want to, I would take that sponsorship. So here's to a better 2021, more bad broadcast, more giggles, more dum-dums, all of it. I love you guys. Have a very safe uh, New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. And I will talk to you guys next week. Bye. (music) 